Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbelay. Today I'd like to talk about operations. When I was born, I was born with a cleft palate. I was born with a deformed extra toe. I spent my early childhood, in large part, in and out of hospitals. And the way in which it has affected me, the legacy that it has left, is just a sense of the amount of pain, the amount of time, and the amount of energy one needs to do in order to look like everyday people. Truth be told, when I look at myself in the mirror, I think that, you know, there are probably two or three additional operations that could have been done. I certainly had a conversation with a surgeon when I was in my late teens associated with what more could be done to, you know, maybe attempt to symmetricize certain aspects of my face. But in general, I haven't had any major health concerns associated with the surgery that I've undertaken. Some of the surgery has had interesting byproducts, which have caused short-term problems. Certainly through my early to mid-teens, there was various scarring and other issues that required courses of antibiotics that did, you know, a variety of kind of problematic things. And in general, you know, surgery isn't without risk. And I think I was certainly very mindful of it, particularly as the latter few of the operations I undertook were elective surgeries. One related to actually having a bone graft to uh, redo my jaw, based in part on perhaps a genetic issue associated with kind of splits in the jaw, but also to do with cleft palate. I had many layers of teeth at awkward angles and these kind of things. But from age 16, I haven't had any surgeries. I don't particularly like hospitals. Thankfully now hospitals don't smell like they smelt through my childhood. If they still smell that way, I think I would have more concern associated with hospitals. But when my wife decided to have her tonsils removed a year ago, I was quite happy to spend time in hospital with her and assist with her recovery because I guess I was familiar with the environment in some fundamental sense. One of the things associated with having a cleft palate is cleft palate advocacy. And certainly through my, I don't know, early teens, perhaps, I mentored a few folk associated with their surgeries that they had to have with palate reconstruction and various other surgeries that just are required to you know, make people look relatively normal. I've also observed periodically people getting bullied because of their cleft palates, typically because, I don't know, people don't associate various aspects of my face with a cleft palate. But one story I wanted to leave you with was associated with the removal of my extra toe. I had a series of doctors that would meet periodically and discuss various aspects of, you know, my reconstructive surgery and the like. But the toe surgeon struck me as particularly curious primarily because he was extremely old and he had a shake in his hand. And after he performed the surgery on me to remove this toe, which was, if you can imagine, between your, um, you know, the, the littlest toe and the next to littlest toe, in between those two toes was a second toe uh, that was, you know, malformed, but there. And in essence, I always thought that really the toe that should have been removed was the toe on the end, rather than the central toe with the resetting and various other things that took place. One of the things they did was they stuck a large metal pin down my little toe, which went in probably about five inches, basically up into my foot. And when the surgeon came to remove it, he did it without anaesthetic. If you're familiar, I think, with uh, the Holy Grail, the Black Knight having his arms and legs lopped off, it was that kind of experience when the steel came out. There was kind of comically spurting blood, a very elderly surgeon with a shaking hand, 
and I reflected in the general irony of my life up until that point. The surgeon died about a year after performing the surgery on my toe, uh, which I guess eliminates any possibility of malpractice litigation. But yes, I do reflect on my toe as being something that probably could have been done a little bit better. Funnily enough, my toe was removed just before the hospital, which was later imploded quite fantastically, killing a small girl. My toe was pumped out into the body of water in Canberra known as the lake. And they stopped actually doing that pumping about a year after they removed my toe. So I found myself inextricably connected with Canberra through the fact that this body part is no doubt fed countless carp and, uh, you know, has general- generationally uh, been devoured through the silt in Canberra's lake. I often wonder what would have happened if I'd asked to keep the toe. The ability to have a pickled toe to produce on occasion, I think, would be a good opportunity at dinner parties and other things to show this appendage. But I didn't keep the toe. Instead, onwards and upwards. In fact, aside from my wisdom teeth, which my wife lost mysteriously, I really haven't kept anything that's been removed from me. I've often wondered about that, actually whether the impermanence of my psychology is also reflected in my consideration of the impermanence of my body. Anyway, Tom Barbley in San Jose, signing out.